Blog Talk Radio. Shemarek Mahilama Shemahezahilama Sona Shenevorat Fed Tom Hanks, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> the uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
the but yeah, so he really outclassed Costa. Costa just kept taking shots. Uh, Adesanya was all over him, uh, both you know takedowns and and the stand up. The stand up, his strikes were landing; they were all effective. Uh, I mean, for the most part, uh, I mean he was just he just completely outclassed the undefeated Costa. So um, I, I mean, what a, what a, what a performance! And then going forward on that, um, you know that other fighters, you know. Adesanya wants recognition as one of being the all-time greats. He thinks he's got it in him, you know, just, just kind of like uh, Anderson Silva, you know, when he came out, and then John Jones and, you know, and, and, and uh, all of them, you know, Ronda Rousey. And so you, you, you talk that game, and then if you can prove it and get to the top, well, then that, that power to you. And Israel really thinks that he's got a chance at that. And then by stating that, like out on Twitter and stuff, a lot of the, uh, you know, John Jones and some other people are attacking him back because he, you know, shut Costa up. So now there's talk that, you know, Adesanya is like, I'll fight you anyway. You can't run from me. You know, he thought about going up to the 205 division, but Jones is going up to heavyweight. And Adesanya is like, once I, you know, defend this, I'll go up there. And Dana White's even, you know, flirted with that idea. So there's talk of that in the future. And they'll they'll keep that stuff grinding out. But um, for now, Adesanya is, is on top, looking great. And uh, I'm not sure who this next guy is, but I doubt it'll be Jones. You know, Jones is going to try to make a, a showing at heavyweight. So there'll be some other guys coming up for Israel, and, and he'll get to put on a show. But fantastic performance. Hi. Hey, yeah. How are you guys doing, first of all? Good. Hi, how are you doing, brother? Good. Hey, it's good to talk to you, man. It's been a while. Um, yeah, Israel had a tremendous performance, and kind of like what Bob's saying, he does a lot of barking, but he, he really intends to back it up, and he tries to. And one thing I like about Israel Adesanya, too, is he, he was active when he was coming up, and he's been an active champion. He's already calling out Jared Cannier if Jared Cannier beats Robert Whitaker. So, and, and Jared Cannier would be the number one ranked contender if he were to beat Robert Whitaker. But the good thing about Israel is he wants to clean out his division. He wants the next guy up. He wants to create a legacy. Uh, he said Cheddar makes it better, obviously, because, you know, if you pay him, then he's obviously going to perform. But this is a guy who wholeheartedly wants to leave a legacy in the sport. And I think that's refreshing. So he's not just fighting for a paycheck. The, um, now after, after, the, um, after the fight, there was a, a, there seemed to be a problem with uh, – uh, his pecs, and, and uh, they were testing him for uh, steroid use. Does anybody have any anything update on that? Yeah, that was uh, – so uh, Israel Sonia, after they, they came out that – because, again, he put on a phenomenal performance. And so um, anybody that's, you know, going to challenge him is going to try to, you know, say something because a lot of the, a lot of the uh, athletes have been uh, called out for PEDS, you know, performance-enhancing drugs. So, so um so Israel's statement after that was like, what, what's everyone doing? Look at my titty, you, you know, so, <laughs> you know, so power to him. And, and he's like, you know, and, and you can tell his confidence too. He's like, yeah, I'll test. He goes, and I might tell you the results. I might not. Well, that, that to me t- tells you that the guy's completely clean. If he's going to play those games, you know, somebody would be dirty, be running and hiding and making excuses already, you know? So, um, yeah. So, so just cause he had a swelled, uh, peck, um, yeah, so we'll we'll get to the bottom of that, but I, I love his uh, you know his comebacks. <laughs> and, and part of the reason you'll get to the bottom of it is because he went and got an MRI. So yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, he, yeah, so he went and got an MRI to see what's going on. Um, you know what 
So, again, once you see certain things that are a little – even when the fight first started, I was like, oh, my God, it looks like it. I said, I don't remember his uh, right pec being so flabby. That's what I said to myself. Um, I'm not one of those those guys who automatically like steroids. I'm, I'm just kind of – that's just not my thing. You know, I, I appreciate the athletes and the performances, so I kind of don't get caught up into that. Um, but nonetheless, when I saw that, I said, oh, my God, everybody's going to say steroids. Whether it is or not, that's what people are going to say because given that performance, that's what they want to believe, too, to a certain extent. So. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Tipping over to, to boxing, uh, Ty, uh, Jamal Ch- uh, Charles, Charlo uh, defeated, defeated Sergey uh, Devonchenko. Did you expect that? I did, and, I'm, I, and I like Derevichenko. I'm a, I'm a Derevichenko fan. I was pulling wholeheartedly for him to win the fight. But it went similar to how I expected it to go. I thought Sergey would trouble him and press him and make Charlo dig deep. But I thought Charlo would be in control uh, for the whole fight. That's what I thought. I thought Charlo was pretty much in control for the whole fight. I, you know, it was a closer fight. Um, than, than a lot of other fights. It was a pretty, it was a very competitive fight. But it felt like even when Sergey was making Charlo dig deep and win his rounds, Charlo still seemed like he had control of the fight in general. Um, I, I was impressed, but I wasn't surprised. Um, the reason why I was impressed is because Sergey is dog tough, um, and he's he's a he's a wonderful fighter. Wasn't surprised because Jamal Charlo is good, and he has some athletic gifts that made Sergey kind of not the, the worst style matchup for him. Um, so I, I was impressed, but I wasn't surprised. I predicted him to, to beat Sergey by a competitive decision. So. Mm-hmm. Chris, I know you like to follow the Charlos. What do you think? I like both brothers. Uh, last night, um, um, Max Kellerman did a show with uh, interviewing Jamil. Uh, shared some of his fights. He's Coming along great at 154, but he obviously can't move up and fight his brother. But his brother's uh, he's, he'll take you out any time during a 10 round or during 12 rounds. You're never safe with him. You may be beating him for 10, he'll knock you out in the last 10 seconds of the. I mean, he that guy's got a lot of stamina. He's very strong. The, the, the older brother, I mean, not the older one, the bigger brother. A tremendous fighter. I'm waiting to see the day when he and uh, Canelo uh, get into it. I finally saw Canelo fight the big Russian, and he knocked him out with no problems. Finally, I got a rerun of it. I found a rerun. I watched it last night. He knocked the hell out of that big Russian. I can't believe that big salami, as big as he was, can't. Camilla, he's giving all that height away and all that size away. You know, when I think of how he beat up Hopkins, um, I can't believe that he slipped that far. But Canelo put it on him, making a liar out of me. Uh, I was impressed. Boy, he, you know, I got to take a second look at that guy. I hope the hell he fights more often, stops fighting with his manager. It doesn't look good yeah. from the lawsuit end. They were yeah. trying to explain the lawsuit. It never makes sense to me when you, you know, when you're doing all that. Who, who yeah, uh, you know, get in there and fight. Stop all that crap. 
I hate to hear. I hate that stuff. But uh, I guess it exists. It's been in boxing forever. It'll be there forever, I guess. But um, I like the Charlotte Brothers. I like both of them. And uh, they put on a good show. And uh, they certainly their background is fantastic. You know, how they come up and what they did, you know, growing up together and how they uh, kind of raised each other. They just come up from uh, a silver spoon, that's for sure. But uh, a good fighter. I, I like both of them. I, I think they got a tremendous future. One at one at one at one fifty four, one at one sixty. I'd like to see the bigger brother get into some better better opponents and, and uh, 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 yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see him tested. I don't think his chin's ever been tested. Although he's been hit and he, he takes it. He got a good chin too, I guess. Guys, we're joined by by a, a, our, our technical expert uh, Zito. Uh, Zito, we're talking about the, the Charlo brothers, and uh, uh, we were talking about the uh, Jamal beating uh, Devinchenko, but then uh, in in twelve, but then uh, uh, Jamil uh, stopped uh, Rosario in the eighth, um, and with a, with a knockdown. Can you? Uh, did you want to talk about that one? Um, uh, can you hear me clearly? Yes, sir. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. First of all, I just want to say hello, guys. How you doing? Um, I'm on the road right now, so it's a little going to be a little sketchy. Um, okay. The Charlo fights, uh, and I heard Dr. Chris talk a little bit about it, and I agree with him. Um, what I was I was sort of impressed by the bigger Charlo, to be honest. Um, but like I I was I was I was sort of impressed by the bigger Charlo because he put on some boxing skills that he really kind of needed to early in the fight against Derechenko. Um, and what he did. He outboxed Dervichenko in the early rounds, uh, up, up until maybe round six. And I never thought I would see that. So I really kind of – because my prediction was that Dervichenko would uh, box circles around Charlo. His tall self, he had come straight ahead. And what Charlo did a good job of was playing – and if you guys know, uh, know, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a boxing scientist, which means I'm a box I'm a boxer, and I deal with science. I deal with polar opposites, magnetic opposites. So when a tall guy needs to get away from a shorter guy, their lead foot are polar opposites or magnetic opposites. If you get what I'm saying. You, you you know how two magnets get together, and if they're uh, the opposite charges, they right. immediately repel each other. Sure. That is what the lead that that's what uh, taller fighters should automatically do against shorter fighters with with shorter reach statures. Um. Sorry, guys, I'm still on the road, so I, I may have to. But it's okay. In in reality, what Charlo did, he kept his reach. And he kept his power on the extension. He did a good job of footwork on the guy who I thought was going to 
I mean, who, who I thought was going to box footwork circles around him. Dervichenko is an astute footwork guy, especially to get in, especially against a guy with jab, a wolf of jab. Even in the Danny Jacobs fight where they had the same trainer and everything was kind of screwy to a point, mm-hmm. he did a good job. He did a mm-hmm. good job against uh, Golovkin. People could say he's older or whatever. No, I think it was Dervichenko also. Golovkin, mm-hmm. I mean, his his jab worked against Canelo, but it didn't really work as effective against Dervichenko. Uh, the power shots of Golovkin kind of kept the fight balanced. Uh, Charlo was able to keep Dervichenko kind of steady, and he buzzed him. Uh, and he buzzed him. I'm not sure if he knocked him down. Uh, I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking about the other Charlo. We'll talk about that. But uh, and I was I was really impressed by the boxing skill, the long man boxing skill of Charlo. It kind of reminded me of Tommy Hearns. I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but the early parts of that fight reminded me of Tom Hearns. Tommy Hearns. Now, are we? Uh, did y'all talk about the second Charlo fight yet? No, we're just about to go ahead. Okay, no, no, I'm gonna let y'all lead into it. I'm sorry. All right, Ty, you wanna you wanna do that? Uh, Charlo versus the Rosario. Hey, well, that fight, that fight, just like the uh, again, both fights went exactly like I thought they would go. I I, I thought he would stop Rosario early, um, but I thought it'd be a little shaky here and there, and I I thought. Jamal, I, I love Sergey, but I thought Jamal would, would beat him over 12. Um, the reason why I thought he stopped Rosario is, is Rosario, first of all, he's a big junior mm. middleweight. Um, <laughs> Rosario's been stopped before, and he was stopped by Nathaniel Gallimore, who's a quality fighter. He's a little bit below the level of, of the guys fighting for the title, but he's a quality operator. Um, he's got some good pop. Gallimore knocked him down three times. And um, so, as good as the boy looked against Julian Williams, I knew that uh-huh. Charlo, with his, and, and, and I'm not even going to get into the boxing skill, because Charlo was losing rounds. Whether Charlo is typically a more uh-huh. good boxer or not, it doesn't matter, because Charlo is not what he once was. As far as his fluid boxing skills, he's actually regressed. But I don't think he's regressed because he's forgotten how to do it. I think he's regressed because he's fallen in love to a certain extent with his power. And what he is, he's very durable and he's well-conditioned. Both brothers are extremely well-conditioned. Mm-hmm. And what he knows how to do is he knows how to find a kill shot. He really knows how to, to be patient. He'll, he'll give up rounds because he has a low output. And he has a tendency to fight a little too wound up. We've all talked about that. He's a little too wound up, which, he, which is why he misses more shots than he should. He didn't used to be like that. He used to be much more fluid than his older brother. Now it's reversed. But um, but I knew that as long as as uh, Rosario didn't knock him out, I didn't think Rosario would knock him out. I said what it comes down to is point-blank simplicity. He will take Rosario's punches better than Rosario would take Charlo's punches. That's that's it kinda kinda what happened. Both Carlos, they both have very good power. Not great power, but very good power. And they're both very durable and they're both extremely mentally strong. They don't give up on themselves no matter how the fight scores. 
And with that level of, of mental strength and poise, it makes them very dangerous fighters. It's gonna, it takes good fighters to beat these guys, great fighters. Now, now I'm, I need to piggyback off of something Ty said. Um, and he said they're both mentally strong and they're well-conditioned. Here is a problem I really seen in both fights from the Charlos. The fight was brought back on both of them. Dervichenko went ahead and late in the fight, he couldn't get taken out. And he brought the fight back. He lost really off of early round. And, I mean, just... I mean, Charlo did enough good boxing to even make the in-between rounds look like it was his. So, Dervichenko, he lost kind of the early rounds getting buzzed and not being able to take control when he should have. But he brought the fight back in the late rounds. I mean, especially from maybe round seven to eight, he started bringing the fight back to, like, winning rounds. To where it, it made it closer than it, I thought it should have been. Now we're going to talk about the second Charlo fight, who I thought was losing. He knocked him down in the first round. With uh, he hit him on the top of the head with a shot, buzzed him. It was a proper knockdown call. Uh, but then, like four rounds later, he's losing the fight. He like he's clearly, clearly losing the fight. Clearly, clearly looking for his opportunity to catch that button that he had before. Um, well, and I'm going to say this much. Uh, I seen something that I didn't think I would see. I saw the older Charlo really kind of make strides, make better strides on his boxing skills. And we've been talking about, like, for years that the younger Charlo has been, you know, looking the better boxer, looking to progress as, you know, the better technical boxer. And what I'm saying is his level of competition is not going to go up like the older ones, like the older Charlo. And and I, I don't I, – I need to get their names right, Jamil, Jamel. I, I'm sorry, I can't get it right. But really, I'm saying one level of competition go up and his skill level going up. And the other one – he he was he was against a guy who was hittable, mm-hmm. and anytime you're hittable against a Charlo, then you're gonna—I mean, you, you, nine times out of ten, you're not gonna win. But I saw a guy who was hittable against a Charlo who brought the fight back, and I've seen that too many times on—I I don't want to say both Charlos to where they couldn't get a guy with, you know, Austin Trout is one guy. I'm just gonna keep bringing up on both of them. Right. Even though the younger one won, won, uh, won the fight a little clearer, he still had problems with the guy that was crafty with skill that they couldn't get out of there. And if you can't get a guy out of there, it's going to be well to that tough guy who has more skill than that or has enough skill to make it, you know, them uncomfortable. Because one thing I, I've seen, you're not going to get them out with one shot. That's not going to work. Both of those guys get hit two darn clean. Both Charlos. They will get hit clean and they will hit, get hit clean in combinations to a point. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're keep their chin up. I mean that their chin's up. They keep their chin up. Their jaw just gritted and they're going to fight on. But you can't do that against everybody. 
So, as I say, woe to the guy who's going to be tough enough to get their shots off on them. I love their skill. I love what they did. They did what they were supposed to do, especially the bigger one. But, I mean, I just see holes. Uh, not even holes. I mean, you guys bring fights back on you. That's dangerous. That's dangerous because guys. I mean, you're gonna run to the right guy who's gonna bring a fight back on you for, and he's gonna end it. He's gonna just, you know, you're not gonna make it to the time limit. So that's what's talking so long. But that's what I saw. Okay. Chris, we get uh, Danny Jacobs versus Rosario tonight. Or Rosado, rather. What's your thoughts on that one? I like Danny Jacobs. I think he's, he's he's got it all together. Good boxer, good puncher. Um, good, you know he's 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 bigger than the, the average middleweight. Uh, he grew, he, when he well, I think when he comes in the ring, he's a solid 172. So he's not fighting as a 160 pounder. Big strong guy. Uh, you, you know I, I don't see anybody beating him. Uh, Unless it's one of the top three in the division, top two or three in the division, uh, he's going he's to win all those fights. He's very good. I I don't see many flaws. In good good defensive fighter. Good good everything. Um, uh, it, it's going to take uh, Canelo or uh, somebody of that quality to beat him if he drops back to middleweight or or one of the bigger Charlos. The the, the bigger Charlo could beat him. So I'd like to see that fight. Uh, Danny Jacobs is, uh, you know, Danny Jacobs, you know, he, uh, well, well, go ahead. Oh, Oh, no, Dr. Chris, I I agree with you to a point, but Danny Jacobs, there's been a few things that worried me about Danny Jacobs. It's two performances I'm going to bring up. Um, Danny Jacobs has one knockout loss against uh I forget his first name, Parag. Parog, Parag. Dimitri Dimitri Parog. Dimitri Parog and uh in that fight, Dimitri Parog he, he caught Danny he, he caught up to Danny Jacobs. Danny Jacobs was boxing a good fight, but he couldn't get away from what Parog's good work was doing. And Parog eventually caught up to him in the right way and Danny Jacobs uh, he didn't need it right. And he was he he got caught bad and he got put out. Um, ever since then, Danny Jacobs has displayed a pretty good chin that he really doesn't you know been protecting. He, he really doesn't get caught like that. Um, what worries me about Danny Jacobs is the Saluki fight. If, if, if I'm getting the, the guy's name right, Saluki. Um, and that Saluki fight, Danny Jacobs knocked Saluki down the twelfth round. And that solidified him a win to where he was losing that fight. I mean, it was really sort of evenish. He, I mean, he might have been losing. That 12th round uh, knockdown kind of solidified it. That's what scares me about Danny Jacobs. Which guy is going to show up to a, to a certain extent? We know Danny Jacobs for the big name fights. He shows up and he performs pretty well. Smart and everything. But I've seen Danny Jacobs get knocked out, and I've seen Danny Jacobs lose a fight until they hit a guy, you know, until, until they caught a guy right. So if he doesn't catch this guy right, is is a guy, yeah, does he have the potential to win the fight? 
I mean, with, I mean, I, I'm not going to underestimate Danny because he's a high level, credible fighter. But at the same time, I've seen him in different positions. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Danny's right. fighting at 168, and, and Jamal Jamal is at 160, and, and they're fighting on you know right now two different networks. So that's not a fight that's going to happen. Danny's um, fighting at 168. Yeah, he moved up to 168. One thing and Jamal has said that and Jamal has never talked about moving up. Obviously, Jamal is just now stepping up his competition in 160. And one thing I got to correct, that fight is not tonight. Danny Jacobs and Gabriel Rosado was just signed. That fight's still uh, some, some time away. Tonight we have uh, Zapata versus Berenchik. Um, but, but, yeah, no, Rosado and Jacobs was just signed. Philly Gabriel Rosado, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I talked about that last week. Yes. Hey, hey uh, Bob, um, you got a uh, fight tonight with uh, two females that uh, are combatants. You want to talk about that one? Yeah, Holly Holmes coming up at Irene Aldana. Now, Holly yeah. Holmes, infamous for uh, being the one to take Ronda Rousey down, um, couldn't defend it. But, um, you know, Definitely famous for that. Uh, Holly Holmes more of a striker than a stand-up. Um, so very, very good uh, for fight of the night, uh, possibly. And this Irene Aldana is coming off fight of the night as well. So sounds like she's a, a banger as well and, and has some ground capabilities and stuff. So this should be two heavy swinging females uh, going at it. A lot of emotion, a lot of, a lot of talent. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. You know what I worry about with Holly Holmes? Age. Holly Holmes yeah. has been a good fighter for so long, but Holly Holmes yeah, she's is... 30, she's like, 38 now, yeah. She's 38. Yeah, yeah she she's said, 38. She said, she said, she said retirement's not even on her mind. Look where I'm right. You know what I mean? Right. So she's, she's right. Well, well, um, yeah, but the thing is, you know, you know, a fighter can put you in retirement mode, too. One oh, fight. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and sure. that's what I worry about with Holly Holmes. I mean, as good as she is, I remember, I mean, she got put by Amanda Nunez. People say the fight was stopped early. I don't think it was. Um, but, I mean, Holly Holmes has been through, most of her fights have been attrition. They've been fights of attrition. Holly Holmes is not, you know, she's been through 12-round wars. Right. So, I mean, we, I mean, you get to that age, and we've been talking about that, that 38 and getting to 40, oh, man. <laughs> Especially for lighter weight fighters. One of my favorite fighters fights on that card too, Jermaine Duratomy. Um, the Iron Lady. I love her. She and, and she fights Julia Pena. And so both of those fights are very interesting. Both of the two two female fights. Uh you know, as you know, Holly Holmes and Jermaine Durant fought for the featherweight title a few years back with uh Durant a, a contentious decision. So um, very interesting with, you know, because what's happening now is Holly Holm and Jermaine Durandamy have both lost to Amanda Nunes. Um, In fact, the only person that Jermaine Durandamy has lost to in the UFC is Amanda Nunes. She lost to her early career, like her sixth fight or whatever, and then she just lost the title. But she feels she exposed her because Amanda turned it into a boring wrestling match because she was getting hurt on her feet by Jermaine. So. Mm -hmm. 
Jermaine Durand to me, and then Holly Holmes, love, who's only had him. one shot at Amanda Nunes, but Holly Holmes had multiple, multiple, multiple shots at the world title. So what's kind of happened is you have Holly Holmes and Jermaine Durand to me really kind of holding up the division in a set. They are very much capable of picking everyone off, but not necessarily being marketable for a title shot. So if Julia Penner breaks through and if Irene Aldana breaks through, then you get some fresh faces for Amanda Nunes. Mm-hmm. Amanda Nunez is I mean right now she's she's top dog and it's kinda of hard to match up anybody that's you gotta make somebody credible, you know, it's getting right. to that point. Okay. Hey, uh, Bob, Bob we'll, a, yeah, uh, I wanna hear what Bob had to say. Yeah. Go Bob. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I was kinda of drifting off another way. Um Ty Z, like uh we were talking last week, uh and Dr. Chris was talking about the big rush and I don't know where he's from but how about Jan Blackowicz taking down uh, – uh, mm. oh, God, I just had a tip of my head. Um, Dominic Reyes, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I loved yeah. it. Because Blakovic yeah. is like such – he's just a humble dude, man. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and I, I, I don't have a problem with Dominic Reyes, uh, but Dominic Reyes was, was coming to defend his title, he felt. Because yeah. he should have beat John Jones, and you know, and, and I kind of uh-huh. was like, all right, maybe you know, I thought Reyes should have gotten the decision, but that's all I heard in the next six months. Wasn't I wasn't hearing so much. I wasn't hearing so much about what he what he needed to do to take care of Jan Bukovic. All I was hearing was mm-hmm. that he was going to defend his title, and so I thought right, it was right. a little bit of a poetic karma. And then, like I said, Jan Bukovic, he he was a journeyman at one fight. point. He's I one of the. He's one of the. Like that was literally one of the feel-good MMA stories of the year for me. I, love I don't know how long he's going to hold on to the title at 37 years of age, but I was that that was really uh, that was a special moment. I, I was really happy. I, I, and I love the way he fought the fight. That explosive, yo, you know, Reyes, explosive, bang bang. All he did was keep it tight, walk him down, land yeah. what he needed to land. I love the way he fought that fight. He fought it poised. He fought it nice and poised. It seemed like an old head against a young boy. Oh, I'm being totally honest. What us, what us old heads do, that's what he – it seemed like that's what he did to, to the young explosive guy. You want to be all over the place? Do that. But all he did was he <laughs> stepped straight. He, he, did, he don't protect it where he needs to protect, and he hit where he needed to hit. I love that. I love the way he executed that fight. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, and phenomenal, just like what I was saying. I don't got nothing uh, uh, against him, um, Reyes, but, you know, and I thought Reyes could have possibly pulled that decision off John Jones. I mean, that was a really close fight. So I thought it Reyes was, was a way better performance. And Blagowicz just, just walked him down, just old school, mm-hmm. just walked him down, dong, dong. Nice and tight. He, nice and tight. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't <laughs> run away. Tight. He couldn't get away from him. <laughs> You know, hey, 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 you know what I really love? Hey, Bob, Bob, you know what I really love? Huh? Bob, I know you love this. The way he would start with his hands and finish with that kick to the body. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> what two kicks? And next thing you know, you see a huge welt. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> on, 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 on the left side. I think it was the left oh, side because it was right yeah, kick. Yeah, the, the, the welt was on It was on Reyes' right side. What he was doing, he was finishing it was on the right side? high kick. It was on Reyes' uh, right side. Yeah, yeah. Okay. was finishing uh-huh. it with a left. Bukovic was finishing with the left kick to the ribs, and uh, man, that was that the was left kick going to the right side. He was finishing with the left kick. Yeah, you can't kick the left kick to the left side left behind you. 
Your left turns right. Yeah, okay, it's the right side. All right, all right. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Just boom, boom, boom. Took him down. The uh, I guess the, another question I had for you was that uh, Eddie Hearn says that uh, Joshua will vacate his WBA uh, WBO title uh, if he fights Usyk. Uh, does anybody want to handle that one? Well, well, what he said was, what, what, is, it, what, he, what he's speculating is that potentially, he didn't say he would w, he would vacate his WBO title if he fights Usyk. What he's saying is, is that if the Fury fight comes along, he would w, uh, he would vacate the WBO because he'd fight Fury and not the mandatory, which is Usyk. That's what's being said. So if the Fury fight, which obviously is a bigger money fight, if the Fury fight were to be on the table he would go ahead and vacate the WBO for the Fury fight. Obviously, but, you know, he's not looking to vacate anything. Um, and then Usyk would fight for the vacated title if he were to beat Derek Chisora. That, that's what's actually being stated. <laughs> he has to um, be and Eddie Hearn, you know, Eddie Hearn tested positive for COVID, so he had to leave yeah. the bubble where he was going to fight as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, other, the other question was that uh, we get uh, – Terrence Crawford and uh, Kel Brook on uh, uh, November 14th. Uh, they're signed? On that? I'm sorry? Yeah, they're yeah, signed. They're signed. Yeah, they, they're signed. Yeah, they're I think we talked about that, but yeah, they're signed. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, I, yeah uh, I didn't remember they signed. Uh, yeah. And, uh, okay. To bring a little I mean, I could put my thoughts in on that. Yeah, go ahead. If you want. I mean, mean, it's boxing right now. Terrence Crawford, he has to be careful, but Kel Brook is, I think he's past it, especially in welterweight. I mean, Kel Brook, he's going to have problems making welterweight. That's as simple as that. I mean, effectively, I think. He hasn't made it okay. ever since uh, Errol Spence. He hasn't made it properly to me. So mm-hmm. okay. you're dealing with Terrence hey, Crawford. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, if Cal Brook could have all the skill in the world, I just think after a certain moment, he's not going to knock Terrence Crawford out, and he's not going to have the stamina left. So maybe around round eight, it's going to be punishment time. Mm-hmm. Well, for, to add a little levity to tonight's program. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was flashed that uh, Mayweather would fight uh, Kahib or McGregor for a mere $600 million. <laughs> I thought the number I read was $300 million. Actually, I thought it was $300 million that I read for the fight. Yeah, they, they bumped it up morning. Uh, this yeah. morning with $600. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, Bob, there, there was a, uh, a fight on Bellator last week uh Two females. Uh, it went uh, 40, 43 seconds of the first round. Uh, Cloud versus Kleinholz. Uh, uh, took Kleinholz down in 42, 43 seconds. Do you know anything, you know anything about that one? No, I didn't get to see that one, but good for her, man. I, I love watching the female fighters go. Mm-hmm. Um, is anybody else got anything about that? But I, I do got some news about Bellator, though. That oh yeah, Bellator. Signing uh, uh, Khabib's cousin, so um, 
Uzman. How about a how, look? What kind of name is that? Uzman Nurmagomedov. So he has Khabib's <laughs> last name, but but somehow he has Khabib, uh, Kamal Uzman's last name too. So right, right. I'm just assuming he's an overwhelming wrestler, but he's not. He can do a bit of it all. Yeah. yeah. So so, but that's uh, that's good. So you'll get you'll get some uh, some uh, Nurmagomedov. I can't even say it on on both Bellator and the UFC. <laughs> Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. Ah, I, I could say it if they say it, but yeah. I'm, I'm with Dr. It'd just be, it'd just be Uzman. Uzman. guy, the black guy, the white guy, the Mexican guy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't pronounce Nurmagomedov. it. Nurmagomedov. It's Nurmagomedov. Yeah. That's what it is. Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Hey, Chris, you get uh, Devin Haney versus uh, Yuri Gamboa uh, in November uh, down here in Florida. At the um, casino at the Hollywood. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Well, I'm just not a game ball fan. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't. I, he's done. In my book, he's done. Yeah. I don't enjoy him anymore. I don't enjoy watching him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing. You know, I'm glad he's making some money, making a living, and all that. But he just doesn't have it anymore. Uh, he came up, you know, like a. Real quick, but he uh, never caught on. He, he's never, uh, and right now he's over the hill. I'm gonna say he's he's done. I'm not saying he has a miserable day. He should clobber him, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm not a Gamboa fan. I I don't I don't like his style. I you know I I I think he's going to I, well I he's going to get beat. I know that. I I don't think he has a chance. Over over a long long period of time, he's good for three, four, five rounds, and boom, he drops a hammer on him. So <laughs> I don't know why the hell he's still fighting. Yeah, well, you know what? He uh, well, he fought he fought Tank, and, and and this is what happened. I'm kind of I've never been a big Gamboa fan either. I mean, he's he's had some you know marvelous physical skills, but uh, I, I I never thought he tightened his boxing game up and really learned that Cuban style uh-huh. to be the best that he could be. However, with that said, uh, the reason why, and I'm happy for, I'm always happy for a veteran boxer who gets another shot. The reason why he's getting a shot is because he fought Tank Davis, blew his Achilles out in the second round, and fought a competitive fight through the rest of the uh-huh. fight until they finally pulled him uh-huh. out, like around the 11th or 12th round. Uh-huh. So in that performance, he deserved another. He deserved to, to get a, to, to get another payday. He really did. He showed that, that if nothing else, he still has dog him. Now, with that said, just like we talked about a few weeks ago, I told you this was the fight that was, in spite of all the talk about him and Gary Russell, what did I say? I said, that's rumors he's going to fight Yuri Orchid Gamboa. Uh-huh. That this is a step up for Haney. This will be the best fighter that Haney has fought. With that said, Haney's too big, too young, too athletic. Yuri Orkis Gamboa is about seven years and let me see, seven years and two weight classes removed from his best his best time. So nice. No, he's brought in to make Haney you know, so Haney could could get a name on his scalp and say, I beat this guy. But outside of that, he's supposed to beat Yuri Orkis Gamboa. It's just that Yuri Orkis Gamboa did significantly better than was expected against Tank Davis, which allowed him to get this shot. That's all. Um, I agree to a certain extent. I agree that Gamboa... Um, mm-hmm. 
His performance off of Tank Davis somewhat gives him a shot at Devin Haney. I mean, I'm be honest. Devin Haney, he's oh, up no, and no, coming, no. but he's still not. I didn't say it gives him a shot at Devin Haney. You misconstrued what I said. <laughs> I said I mean. it, gives, it gives him another a shot at another payday. Nothing to do with Devin True Haney. True enough. Business. True enough. We're talking business. Because he performs. Um, True enough. True enough. Devin Haney. The guy who's supposed to wipe out, he gets an opportunity at another payday. Devin Haney's going to get his ass whooped. It's the payday he gets there. Well, well uh, here's what I'm saying. With, with Gamboa, we can talk everything about his last performance. It's never, ever about that dude's last performance. How old is Gamboa? Gamboa is he's in his late 30s, at least. Yeah. Gamboa is not. 38, 39. Yeah. As a one, what, 30, what guy? Gamboa's light. To be to be thirty eight, he's light, and we've seen Gamboa lose to lesser guys. He's put a good, he put a good performance up against Tank, but Lord of mercy, he's lost and been scratched out by guys who weren't even Tank's level. I don't care how he really performs against Haney. I, I'm glad he gets a payday, but when you're talking about this, Haney's going to move forward. Gamboa's really kind of not. I mean, he's even if Gamboa, his name's going to make him money, but in the boxing game, Gamboa might get punished off of his name. Gamboa's a dude like I mean, he's not going to. I, I always like the style. I like the style because he did have that human style and he was flashy with it. I like that part of it. Gamboa's his 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 uh, promotional career is what killed him. He could have been a much better fighter. Wasn't he? If he him kept... and Billy Dib, didn't they sign with 50 Cent? Wasn't that the biggest? God, we were, God. Remember, 50 Cent came in and he and Billy Dib, and it was the moment they signed with 50 Cent, they were losing it inactive. It was horrible. Now, now, oh, oh, that's the thing I'm saying. Gamboa was like three, four years inactive in the yeah. prime of his career. In the and prime, then when he, in came, up, prime when he came back, career. he came back. At, at, at a heavy weight, at a heavier exactly. weight. From that point on, he's never been back at 126, which was his best weight. Exactly. So that's exact. That's my point with Gamboa. How long is Gamboa going to last? Especially when oh, you're going to keep him fight. up against top competition. He just fought Tank that's, Davis. That's, that's I mean, you talk about Haney. now. Okay, all right, but I'm going to go to Dr. Chris. Dr. Chris, you know how you say those older guys – they had that one more good performance in them. That that was Gamboa's to me. He didn't get knocked clean out against against Tank Davis. Styles, whatever you want to say, Gamboa's an older fighter, so his style. I mean, he even Gamboa, he was a athletic fighter. He he wasn't the most skillful technical fighter. He was very athletic. He's gotten more skill and craft as he's going on, but uh, he shouldn't be even competing against Tank. He was brought in there to get smashed out by You know, one thing you just said that made sense with styles. The one thing we know about Tank is as hard as Tank hits, Tank tank has leaden feet. And and Haney doesn't. Haney's bigger to Tank. He's bigger, longer. He doesn't hit as hard, but he's bigger, longer, quicker, more athletic, 
and, and so that's the one who could who could athletic punish. Yeah, that's the one who could really. I mean, Haney doesn't hit as hard, but that's the one who's capable of, of potentially punishing Gamboa. Um, that can get there where Tank, when he gets there, he's going to hurt you. But Tank can't get there quite as easy as quite as quite as quickly as Haney. That's and that's Haney's my point. That's my whole. Yeah. My whole point is this: it's going to come. A, it's going to come a guy that's going to go ahead and hurt Gamboa. He's going to go ahead and lay lay mitts on him enough to. He may think about retirement. He may not. He's. I mean, I'm not questioning the guy's toughness. I'm just questioning his durability with age. I've seen. I've seen him. As I say, I've seen him lose to lesser guys in a worse way than Tank and Haney. So. Um, well, you know, boxing is the ultimate what have you done lately for me sport. You know what I mean? He, uh, he did better than expected. He earns, uh, you know, another chance to make a payday. Um, Absolutely. You know, boxing. Absolutely. That's, that's why, unfortunately, in boxing, a guy who loses sometimes gets written off. It's because he lost. You know? And all that is, I'm going to go with that is, all the, uh, that is the, the issue with the sport that we love. Part of the reason why the best don't fight the best sometimes is, from a marketing standpoint, they get written off if they lose. The, the ultimate, what have you done lately for me, sport? Unfortunately, I, I'm going to all fighting, even uh, MMA. Dealing with the UFC, you catch four, uh, four or five uh, losses in a row, especially if they bad. See if you're fighting in a, another uh, league. Well, if you catch UFC, typically if you catch four or five losses in a row, you get cut. And, and you could go to Bellator or, or, or one or Another league. But, but with, the league. UFC, with the UFC, because it's a monopoly, they can do things a little different. But, for instance, in the UFC, mm-hmm. Jan Bukovic just became the, the, the world champion. That rarely happens mm-hmm. in boxing unless a champion a lot of times is saying, hey, I'll fight this journeyman. Why? Well, because, you know what, it's a payday. It's a, it's a mandatory defense. You know what I mean? The mandatory. Yeah, a guy like, That's the mandatory. A guy like, can I finish right quick, see? A guy like Lehovich who can hang around and then get on a hot streak, he gets on a hot streak by fighting the best competition. That doesn't happen about him. All right, so. well, nah, in the UFC, I mean, nah, it, it, it does. Somebody just uh, fought the mandatory in boxing. That normally doesn't happen, but somebody just did. But well, the I mean, IVF enforces their mandatory. That's the one thing about the IVF that's good and bad because sometimes they'll enforce their mandatory where there's where, where there's a chance for an undisputed champion. But they they're really strict about enforcing their mandatory. The IVF is. All right, but now, but now, but all right, but now we think about the mandatories in UFC compared to boxing. The UFCs and men, uh, the mandatories in UFCs usually are the top guys. It's not well, it's always. not really a mandatory UFC because it, it, UFC controls everything. So, like for instance, monopoly, so exactly. Like, like, they call like it that. Dana White, and that's what I'm saying. It's a monopoly. So, like for instance, Israel Adesanya, his next opponent should be if Jared Cannonier wins, would be Jared Cannonier. However, mm-hmm. he could stop and say, "Well, you know what? Chris Weidman's a bigger name. We'll make that fight." So there, there's no such thing as mandatory in UFC because it's a monopoly. But with all the sanctioning bodies, you have a mandatory. If you don't defend it, they take your title. Completely, and, and that's, that's why I said when, that's the one belt. That's the one belt thing. UFC, when people compare boxing to UFC, it's like it's really apples to oranges. It really is. Boxing well, MMA yeah. is apples to oranges. Okay. Hey, uh, Chris, another one I want to ask you about was uh, 
Uh, Julio uh, Chavez Jr. Uh, got his bell rung in six uh, last week. Did you have to see that one? I didn't see it, but uh, I think he should quit boxing. Uh, he doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't have it anymore. What the hell is he in there for? He's, he's, he's an embarrassment. You don't know who's going to show up. I, if I were a promoter, I wouldn't uh, take a chance on him. I wouldn't even sign him. I mean, he's got a past name, but that's it, you know. Sure. But uh, he's done. I don't think yeah. he should fight anymore, really. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, if you can make money, then yeah, that's as I mean, just just according to what we've been talking about lately, if he can make money, yeah. then that's what he should do, regardless. Yeah. Sometimes, so get- sometimes you. you you're gonna pay for it for that money. <laughs> you're gonna wish the hell you never. You know, there's been times yeah, when guys yeah, yeah. made mistakes. That's an unfortunate issue I've been trying to talk about. <laughs> That's an unfortunate issue <laughs> I've talked about. Yeah, for real. I mean, it, it, I mean, guys only have certain avenues to make money. It's a shame. I don't. I don't like that aspect, but yeah, it's the, it's. Uh, it's not enough when that's the only reason you're fighting. You know, just to exactly. nail into your career. Exactly. And there's, there's no pension plan. That, that My thing is there's no pension plan. There's no health insurance that goes along with it. And with right. boxing, yeah. when you deal with fighting sports, there's nobody advocating for that strong enough. That's I, I, I just see fighters just suffer all the damn time. You hear these stories, mm-hmm. and now we're going to start hearing the Long-term stories that we heard from boxing from the 20s and 30s, we're going to start hearing that from the 90s and the 2000s right. from UFC fighters. We're going right. to start hearing that, and that's the sad part about it. Well, guys, we're just uh, we're up against our uh, time limit here. I'm gonna, I want to thank all of you for uh, for joining, Chris. Uh, it's always great to to talk with you again, Bob. You got get it. Great uh, insight into uh, UFC and MMA, and it's really helped the, our um, listening audience. Ty and Zito, uh, being the experts that you are on boxing and uh, UFC and, and uh, MMA, it really I really appreciate everything you guys do for the program. Uh, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna be uh, heading out here. So, uh, Z, you want to lead us out? Absolutely. Uh, I'm sorry for coming on late. I'm just getting back. Uh, another good show. I want to thank Bob, uh, Ty, you, Butch, Dr. Chris, all my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely dedicated in memory of Bob and Coach Mel. Anyone who wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Hey, it was nice to get the gang back together again. It's been a while since we've all been on. Uh, Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel is watching over us. Everybody enjoy their week. Okay, Bob. Yeah, man, I just love having the whole crew on. Crew on. Uh, love everyone getting excited. Uh, uh, Ty, it's a pleasure talking to you, Dr. Chris, for color commentary. I freaking love it. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, Frank, thanks for putting everything together, and, and God bless everybody out there on Fightwood Family. Talk to you next week. Okay, Chris. I enjoy the show and I enjoy listening to you guys. I'm, I'm not, I'm not as, uh, I can't keep up as, uh, keep my memory up uh, 
I see these fighters fight on the the uh, uh, the uh, quadrangle, and I can't remember their names, but they put some hell of a fights on. And I think of Bob all the time. <laughs> and then I say, I'm going to remember this one and bring it up. Then damn it, I forget. That's easy, guys. It's going to happen to all of you. <laughs> all right. Okay. Hi. Well, thanks, Good seeing you everybody. guys. Good talking to you guys again. Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation for the men and women in the United States Armed Forces, the men and women police and fire services, and all those helpful people out there helping with COVID-19. Uh, please, please wear your mask when you're out. Please wear gloves when possible. Um, please keep yourself healthy. Uh, you're, you're our most important product. Um, these programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcat, Sergeant Thomas Fainter, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Fielder, San Diego Officer Mike Kendler, Lieutenant Mike Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Anafa Crispin, Lakeland PD, Chief Al Hogo, Longwood Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Fire Department, Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township, PA Highway Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, Deputy Chief Mike Goslin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Robert Jermaine, Windermere, Florida Police Department, Trooper Chelsea Richards, uh, Florida Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Hillsborough T- Deputy Sheriff Charlie Kotloff, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, uh, Delaware State Trooper Sergeant Rodney Bunn, Captain, Rit- Pre- Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant R. Foote, Wilmington Fire Department, FDLE Special Inspector Vinny Galaccio, Delaware State Troopers, Corporal Stephen Boward, Kissimmee Patrol Officer Matt Baxter, Kissimmee Sergeant Sam Howard, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy uh, <coughs> Bill Gentry, Island County Sheriff's Department, Debbie Clay Zerba, Clay County Sheriff's Department. Debbie Natalie Corona, L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Deputy April Rodriguez, Basco County Sheriff's Department. Officer Bob McKetchen, Alexi, Kentucky Police Department. And Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, sometime will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hallow of his hands. Good night and God bless. Oh, mm-hmm.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.